first thing I did was uh, had a fence put in. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't have a fence put in, especially the boys, they're free range boys, they're gonna get themselves in a lot of trouble. And so I put a fence up and I put a fence up, not because I hated the kids, but because I loved them. And not because I wanted to restrict their freedom, but because I wanted to preserve their safety. Mm -hmm. And I told them, hey, the whole yard is yours. Every inch, yep. every nook, every cranny, you know, play with a ball, swing on the swing set, you know, play in the sandbox. But whatever you do, don't hop the fence, don't open the gate. You're going to be in danger. And the way that we see God's word and God's law, it's a fence that he puts around his kids. Mm -hmm. And and anybody who has hopped the fence or opened the gate, disobeyed, disregarded, God's word and God's law, what you find is you hurt yourself. Yeah. And when it comes to marriage, that's what our first parents did. God said, not that tree. Don't mm -hmm. eat that one. We're like, well, we're going to do that. And all they did was hurt themselves. Well, howdy. Welcome to a brand new season of Real Marriage Podcast. My name is Mark, and this is my wife, Grace. <laughs> lovely wife, Grace. Uh, hey, and if you would be willing to leave a uh, review wherever you listen to your podcast, we'd appreciate it. Here's one good example. Someone says, I listen to this while I work and my husband does as well. And so many episodes have been so vision changing to us. Thank you both for being real and trying to help marriages in a world that is a mess. It is a mess. Mm -hmm. It is a mess. Yes. And I won't even tell you what this person's handle is, but they listen on Apple and they're in the lovely United States of America. So wherever you listen to podcasts, go ahead and leave us a review. So in this season, here's what we're doing. We are taking marriages in the book of Genesis and using them as case studies for good and bad, positive and negative examples. I'm preaching through the book of Genesis and we'd love to get you a free study guide to help you read it as well. So just a gift from us to you. So we'll start with Adam and Eve. And this will be our first of four episodes on Adam and Eve. Uh, our first parents, first marriage, um, God creates us, male and female. I, they probably didn't tell you that at the university. Uh, <laughs> or in the elementary school <laughs> Or in the days. elementary school, yeah. <laughs> and that God made marriage for one man and one woman. And the first concept that we really want to talk about in regards to the marriage of Adam and Eve is that God doesn't bless people. He blesses people who place themselves under his word. <laughs> Honey, um, how important is it to you and I, but particularly to you, that our marriage be blessed by God, that God has his hand on it and he pours out his grace over it? Oh, it's 100% important. I mean, without that, marriage is hard on its own, but without God's blessing, it just gets discouraging and you war against each other instead of against the enemy and you get really divided. And so without God directing it and putting you in the place of blessing your marriage, it's it can feel pretty impossible. Yeah. And I would say apart from God blessing your marriage, I would say marriage is impossible. Mm -hmm. I mean, how in the world are two people supposed to love one another and stay connected through all the ups and downs of life if all you've got is just sort of your own energy, your mm -hmm. own wisdom, and, and your own fortitude, eventually you run out of yeah. what you need to keep going. And so we want your marriage to be blessed. And I would ask you this, honey, permission to speak freely. Do you feel like God has blessed our marriage and family? Yes, for sure. We had a rough start and didn't start unified as much as we should have, but God has brought us to a much better place. We've learned from our mistakes and our sins against each other, and definitely God is blessed. 
And, uh, and what we have found is that God blesses his word. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are like, why does God not bless me? He blesses his word. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to be blessed, place yourself under his word, live in obedience, and then you'll be living in the place that God blesses. And what's interesting with our first parents, Adam and Eve, God gave them a word. And they didn't have the full scriptures as we do yet. But God gave them one command, mm-hmm. you know, and it was amazing. We tend to think of God as being a restrictive God who makes a lot of rules and laws and inhibits our freedom. And what God basically said is you can do anything except for one thing. Yeah. Don't partake of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so some of you have a red light view of God where all he says is no, 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 no. And he rarely, if ever, says yes. Uh, before sin enters the world, God is really a green light God. You can go wherever you want, eat whatever you want, kind of do all kinds of things. There's complete and total freedom. And so it's a grace world with one law tree. And he's just like, just one thing is no. Everything is yes, green. One thing is no. And what happens is then our parents get a word from God and he tells them, if you obey, you're going to be blessed. And if you disobey, you're going to be cursed. Well, we know the story of Adam and Eve. They disobeyed God's word. And rather than being blessed, they brought a curse. Mm, yeah. And uh, honey, maybe talk a little bit about this. There are probably some people who are listening that that their marriage feels like it's cursed. Yeah, I mean, like you said, if we're not living under God's design for marriage, unified, living as one, male and female. It's, Forgiving, praying, mm-hmm. inviting God to send his blessing yep. down. Yeah, under his word, studying it together. Um, abiding by it together, enjoying it together, um, then yeah, it's it's going to be pretty brutal. And that's not the way God intended. He intended it to be good. And then Adam and Eve decided in their flesh to disobey the one thing that God said not to do. And so do you think, um, do you think we'd still be married if it wasn't for God's word? I don't know. I, I, I would, there's some days, definitely. I mean, we were both really struggling. So I think every marriage, if we're totally honest, is invariably going to find itself at a point where it's like, do we keep going or not? Mm -hmm. And I think every marriage gets there at some point or at some points. And that's where you've got to go to God and his word and ask him, okay, what do you have to say about this? What is there anything I can do? I can change. I can learn. I can repent of. I can forgive. What, What do I need to do? What do we need to do? so that we have a future together. And um, yeah, I'm not sure that we would still be married. I'm very sure that we wouldn't be happily married. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If it wasn't for God's word. Yeah. Um, Because I think if you don't have God's word over you, it ends up in this battle to see which person is going to get their way. Mm, Yeah, for sure. I know. And, And usually it's the stronger personality that wins. And this may shock them. But do you think that you're as strong a personality as me? Personality, no, but I have an inner strength that's pretty tough. <laughs> you're you have strong opinions, and uh, and and you're a resilient person. We're both pretty strong, yeah. And we both um, would be probably having a lot of battles to see which one was going to be in charge and win. We as, made a covenant before God, and we took that very seriously. We did, and by both surrendering and submitting to God's word, it places us both under authority, mm-hmm. so that it's not win lose; it's win win. That's right. And and God is the one who makes the decisions for the marriage and family. Um, and Grace and I have nothing in common. <laughs> Right? Except the Lord. <laughs> I mean, tell them what we don't have in common. And it's all the way down to the little details. 
Well, I mean, most of our opinions, except around the Bible, are different. <laughs> yeah. um, we like different foods. We we like different music. We mm-hmm. like different entertainment. We like different Sabbath and days off. We literally, I don't think we have anything in common. We love differently. Our gifts are different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right our down to Our the- personalities are different. You're an extrovert. I'm an introvert. Yeah, right down to the potato chips. I like the small ones. You like the big ones. <laughs> <laughs> So the one thing that we do hold in common is we both uh, submit to and believe in the full authority of God's word. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't for that, I don't know where we would be. I know it would be horrible. Yeah. And as simple as this sounds, you know, our first parents, their marriage went sideways when God gave them his word and they didn't obey it. Yeah. And most of our marriage problems are simply that. Um, God tells us something, we just don't obey it. And I think oftentimes behind that, honey, the view of God's word and God's laws is that God is um, limiting us, that he's restricting us, that he's inhibiting us. And uh, I always like to use the analogy that um, God's law is like a fence to create a safe yard for his kids to be free and have fun without getting in harm's way. Yep. And when we first, uh, first house that we bought, we moved into, it was an old, like a hundred year old, maybe uh, rental that was a college rental house that was just beat up. It was mm-hmm. in bad shape. But uh, somebody said, well, if you move in and do the renovations, we'll split the equity and you can buy the house. So that was kind of our first deal. We were flat broke, little kids, planted a church that was mainly college kids. And mm-hmm. I mean, we were just trying to get life started. And it was on a very, very busy street, a very busy street. And so uh, the first thing I did was uh, had a fence put in. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't have a fence put in, especially the boys, they're free range boys, they're going to get themselves in a lot of trouble. And so I put a fence up and I put a fence up not because I hated the kids, but because I loved them and not because I wanted to restrict their freedom, but because I wanted to preserve their safety. Mm -hmm. And I told them, hey, the whole yard is yours. Every inch, every nook, every cranny, you know, play wiffle ball, swing on the swing set, you know, play in the sandbox. But whatever you do, don't hop the fence, don't open the gate. You're going to be in danger. And the way that we see God's word and God's law, it's a fence that he puts around his kids. Mm -hmm. And And anybody who has hopped the fence or opened the gate, disobeyed, disregarded God's word and God's law, what you find is you hurt yourself. And when it comes to marriage, that's what our first parents did. God said, not that tree. Mm -hmm. Don't eat that one. They're like, well, we're going to do that. And all they did was hurt themselves. And the enemy went for that because he knew that that was the forbidden tree. And so he tempted them with that first. And he continually does that. He lies to us and he gets us to think that if we would just disobey God, we would have more joy, more pleasure Mm -hmm. and more freedom. Mm -hmm. And we don't. Nope. It's opposite. And so if God blesses his word, um, then cursing comes upon those who disobey his word. The first mention of a curse in the Bible is in Genesis 3. And the first mention of blessing in the Bible is in Genesis 1 and 2, where it says that God made our first parents, and it says, quote, he blessed them. Mm -hmm. So you need to know that God is a good father, that he created you male and female, that he created marriage as a gift for you, and his intent and his desire is to bless you and to bless your marriage. Um, Adam and Eve were blessed by God, and it didn't say that they asked for it or earned it or requested it. He just made them, and he blessed them, and he blessed their marriage. And then what happens when Adam and Eve rebel and sin against God, 
is the first time in the Bible we hear of a curse. Mm. And Satan comes in uh, Genesis 3.14, and God comes rather to Satan and says, uh, you're cursed. And every one of us either lives uh, a cursed or a blessed life. And what I love about God, he curses Satan, but he doesn't curse Adam and Eve. He doesn't curse the marriage. He says the ground is cursed, which means everything we do is going to be hard. Uh, You know, your car's always breaking down. You're job is always a strain. Your kids are always going to get sick. It, there's always going to be something that makes life more painful, more arduous, more discipl- more difficult. But that's, that's not God cursing you. That's a consequence of sin and living mm-hmm. in a cursed world. But the people themselves were not cursed of God. Adam and Eve still got blessing. God clothed them. God spoke to them. God pursued them. God promised that Jesus was coming for them. And so sometimes I think what happens is, number one, honey, God gives us his law or his word, and we we, we believe that demonic, satanic lie that uh, if I would just disobey what God is saying, then things would be better. And then sometimes when we do disobey, we think, oh my gosh, I'm cursed. And the truth is, you're not. If you belong to the Lord Jesus, you still can be blessed. You just need to return to obedience in the place of blessing. Yeah. Yeah. He wants us to enjoy the full bounds of marriage that he created. So he knows what those bounds are. He knows how to keep us safe. He knows what fences we need around it to keep it pure and holy and unified. And so when he gives us that direction, it's because he knows, because he created it. And, uh, and we would just encourage you, we're at the beginning of a brand new year, and uh, think about the first marriage and our first parents and how much death, devastation, and destruction has come into the world because a married couple decided, you know, God has his word, his laws, and we're just going to disobey it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're all suffering the consequences of that to this very day. And so what we would encourage you is to Put yourself in the place and put your marriage in the position that God blesses. That is under his word, in obedience to his word. I love how Pastor Jimmy Evans says it. He says something to the effect of uh, every marriage has a 100% success rate if they do it God's way. That's right. Yep. Because if you are someone who's saying we want to do what God says, then God wants to help you do it. That's right. Um, So let's talk real practical, honey. I've been doing a lot of the talking. Uh, Real practically... For the couples that are listening, we're at the beginning of a brand new year, some very practical things that they can do to get in and under God's word in the place that God blesses. Well, I know I'm going to be doing the Bible reading plan that our oldest daughter, Ashley, put together. Ooh, there's a good plug. Yeah, our oldest daughter, Ashley, put together a Bible reading plan that is it you version. She's sitting over here in the corner, so we'll tap her in. How would they find it, baby? Search Mark Driscoll at version, And how did you put it together, honey? So there's context, there's historical. I did see this, but I wanted her to summarize it, even though she's off mic. So thank you, sweetie pie. Our daughter sits in here and runs Real Faith, which is our ministry. And um, there's Old Testament, there's New Testament. Uh, there's six days a week of reading. There is a day of Sabbath and rest. And if you miss the reading for that day, then um, you can catch up uh, mm-hmm. on that on that Sabbath day. And over the course of a year, you'll go through the entire Bible. In addition to that, which you can find at version, other things that you do, honey, just practically to help you get in and under God's Word. Well, I mean, I, I teach for the women's ministry, so it helps me dig in a little more, too. It's, it's a good— um, It's a discipline. Yeah, it's a discipline for me. Um, I spend a lot of time in prayer um, and listen 
Um, I speak, but I also do a lot of listening to the Lord and ask for discernment and wisdom, different areas, whether it's in marriage or other relationships, family, um, church stuff. Um, and for me, uh, oftentimes I'll end up journaling out of that, um, whether it's a prayer journal or um things that the Lord's convicting me of that I can be working on. Um, You're a big note taker in church too. Yeah. And I, I like, like if I'm in a season where I am being bombarded with a bunch of lies and I'm just really discouraged, then I usually in my journal make two columns, one with lies that I'm hearing and then go to the word and study what the truth is that God actually says about me or the situation so that I can um, really escape and resist those lies that continue to come in and recognize them as lies more easily. And you've always liked Bible reading plans. <clears throat> you like to go to version, And if you don't have the app, you should grab it. It's super helpful. Um, and you'll, you could plug in a topic like marriage mm -hmm. or prayer or forgiveness yep. or healing. And, uh, and then it'll just send scriptures and make it easy. Uh, you can also uh, have the Bible read to you, which mm -hmm. is an incredible thing that we live in this day of technology where just think of, let's say you've got a commute, let's say to and from work, you could have the Bible read to you every day yeah. and over the course of probably less than a year, go through and at least hear the word of God because faith comes by hearing the yeah. word of God. I did that last year. And so, you know, for you, we love you and we want your marriage to be blessed by God and, and not to feel like you're living a cursed marriage. And my question would be, are, are both of you in God's word or both of you under God's mm -hmm. word or both of you obedient to God's word? Is there anything in your heart that you've hardened yourself toward God's word? Mm -hmm. And the truth is that God really did create us so that he could bless us. Mm -hmm. He's a good God. But he can't bless disobedience and rebellion and folly in the same way that a parent can't reward bad behavior. Mm -hmm. God is our father. And, you know, in the marriage, there's a son and a daughter and the father wants to help the marriage thrive and succeed. But to do that, uh, the son and daughter need to be obedient to the commands of the father if they want his assistance, blessing and help. Mm -hmm. I mean, we love our kids no matter what they do, but if they're going to do the wrong thing, we can't help them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, sometimes in marriage, we, we tend to forget that before we are a spouse, we're a child of God. Yeah. And that if we really want the Father's blessing, then we need to live in obedience to the Father's word. And so we would just encourage you to even have a conversation today, tonight, with your spouse. We're at the beginning of a new year. What does it look like to be in God's Word? What does it look like to be under God's Word? What is your individual plan for studying God's Word? And I'll just close by asking you a question, honey. Do we study differently? Do we do we intake the Bible differently? Yes. And initially, I depended a lot on you and your knowledge because you're so, you have such a grasp of the Word. And I believed a lie that I wouldn't be able to understand it. And so I had to really fight that and really learn how to dig in for myself and hear from the Lord myself. And so learning how to open the Word and pray that the Holy Spirit who wrote the scriptures would allow me to have understanding of it. And so I yeah, I read very differently than you do. And I have to have quiet. You like to have loud music and you like to take prayer walks and in just different methods. And they're all okay. Whatever way we get the word in us is okay. And that would be our encouragement to both of you. The goal is to get God's word into you and get you into God's word and make it a habit over the course of this year. And uh, there was a, uh, the Holy Spirit brings to mind, 
Uh, there was a, a study that was done by the American Bible Society with the rule of four, and they said that your week changes when you're in the scriptures four or more days a week. Mm-hmm. Your mental health improves, your spiritual health improves, uh, your disposition and relationships and addictions improve when God's word is the majority of your week. Mm-hmm. And so what they found was one, two, three days a week, negligible to minimal impact and effect, four or more days a week, significant life altering change because God's word is living and active and powerful. And we Amen. want it to be activated in your life and marriage. Uh, so each of you just have a conversation, you know, and just say, okay, here's what I believe would be best for me for my plan and pattern for uh, being in God's word this year. And don't judge one another and don't try and force a method that you both mm-hmm. agree to. Because like us, it, we tried that for years. We're just very different. Yeah, We're very, very different. But as long as we're sharing what we're learning and we're obeying what God's saying, then we'll be living under God's blessing. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in. We'll see you in the next episode when we uh, continue our look at Adam and Eve and these marriages in the book of Genesis. Honey, maybe you close this first episode in prayer. Oh, dear Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to have your word um, in our language and in um, our hearts. And I just pray that these couples would be um, encouraged to be in the word so that they can be instructed by you in their marriage. And Lord, if one of them doesn't want to, I pray that the other one would still stay steadfast because you honor that. And I pray that uh, hearts would change, hearts would soften, and hearts would be open to what you have to say in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm-hmm.